I'm Aria Schwartz, along with my co-host tonight, Rachel Galligan, and welcome to the WNBA Insiders Show. Each week, we cover different topics important to the W, using X's and O's along with key stats we bring honest and critical analysis. We're titling this one, Sweep? You know, Sweep? Question mark. Rachel, we're two games into the WNBA Finals. Uh, game one, just to recap for the fans, just total domination, Seattle just everything right and Washington look shook by the moment game two a very intense battle and and we've talked about this off air I'll talk about it on air I feel more so DC handed the win to Seattle uh it, we saw it in last series where Sue kind of had to put the team on her back and and bring the team to the next level in this game I think DC just flat out lost the game um Rachel do you want to recap do you want to add anything to the recaps of the first two games Well, I think you pretty much nailed everything on the head. I will kind of make a couple comments about game two. I mean, I think if you are the Washington Mystics and and you're headed back home, it's game three. Um, It's do or die at this point. Um, You've, you've, as much as it hurts and as much as, you know, the first two games obviously were not the way they were hoping they would go. I think if you're DC, you have to feel, um, pretty good and, and, and maybe a sort of confidence, if you will, on knowing what you're capable of doing. One, you've beaten Seattle before and you didn't just beat them lightly. I mean, you, you've, you've dominated Seattle. Um, you know, you kept the game as close as you were able to in game two and you were as bad as you've been all season from the three point line. I mean, who in their right mind would have ever imagined that a team that really, you know, relies so heavily on their three point shooting ability, um, who, who would have ever, expected them to go over 16 you know when you you go right down the line I mean Deladon goes over um Ariel Atkins over three Christy Tolliver over six I mean that was that was it doesn't get any worse than that in terms of just not being able to even, even see the ball go through the net and beyond the arc and so um I think the fact that it was as close as it was it was able to come down to the wire the way it did the things they did better defensively throughout the course of that game and and uh, was was a true battle back and forth. I mean, if you're Washington, you get a couple of those to fall and you get a couple more calls that I know people were kind of questioning um, the calls, especially down the stretch with Tolliver. Um, you know, it's a completely different outcome. So I think Washington, we're going to see them obviously at home. They're going to have an opportunity in front of their own fans. Um, you know, well, hopefully the fans can make it. The, if the fans can make it, we'll get to that here in a little bit. And I'm sure they will. Uh, but I think we're going to see a, a, a Washington team playing with some confidence and, and understanding of, of like, hey, we're going to go get this thing. I don't think it's going to be a sweep. So I just, you know, adding a, a few things to that, I'd say the, the keys in game two, and, and you hit it right on the head there, the Mystics, you know, they live and die by the three. They weren't able to hit the three at all, but yet somehow to keep it that close is a huge moral victory. Moral victories don't get you diddly in the, in the pros, so it doesn't really mean much, but Looking at a few things, one offensive rebounds, eleven to six, Seattle dominated that, and they we saw it at times too uh, in Game One, and and we saw it be so key in Game Five against the Mercury for Seattle, where offensive rebounds at key times really not only change the pace of the game, but can be so deflating. I mean, I don't know if there's anything as deflating. I guess like a Sue Bird half court jumping over a player at three pointer is also really deflating. But an offensive rebound, after you play a good set of defense, you can shut down 
the high octane offense of the Seattle Storm is just super deflating. You brought up one more thing that I want to get into about game two, uh, the calls. Now, obviously, there was questionable calls um, coming from the referees, but now I don't know if this is calls or execution, but uh, the, the, it has to be brought up. That last play by Washington, um, Christy Tolliver has the ball, and we saw this at a point in the Atlanta series where it just – and I've seen this a couple times, honestly, throughout the season with Washington. I've been at most of their games um, and, and watched the majority of their games as well. There's just times where late in the games, Coach T – I don't know if this if the play constantly breaks down or what, but this happens many times where it's just kind of get Christy the ball, everyone's standing around, she gets maybe one pick, the pick sets or doesn't, and it's honestly, it's just like, all right, everyone stand around, let Christy do something. And to me, Christy Tolliver, great player, no disrespect to her, you're not the star of the team. Elena Deladon is. You're in the WNBA Finals, you have the game on the line, you're down by a point or two, and you have the opportunity to tie or take the win. Now, three-point hasn't been dropping, so I respect that you tried to take it to the paint. But you got to get Deladon a touch. She has to touch the ball. I don't care if it's a decoy. She has to touch the ball in that last play. Rachel, your thoughts? I think that's what they were trying to do. Um, I think that was what was talked about, and I think that was the plan, was to um, get, get Deladon the ball on the block. Now, um, I've watched it a couple of times. I've tried to analyze it. You know, obviously I'm not in the huddles. I'm not sure what, what the call was, but um, there's, there's no, there's no need to go for the three at that point. Obviously that wasn't the call, especially with the way they'd been shooting it. So the call was to get the ball to Deladon on the block and for her to get that touch and to go to work and do what she does. But the play broke down. They were unable to do it. And ultimately there was really, she wasn't open. Um, they weren't able to get her the ball. Um, so credit to Seattle's defense, or if you want to criticize, you know, the, the play call, you know, what, whatever, whatever it was, I think that's what they were trying to do. Um, but, you know, it breaks down. And then at that point, you know, um, Tolliver, who again, I mean, she had made some pretty clutch shots down the stretch. So I don't think it's too outlandish to, you know, obviously be, be disappointed with the ball in her hands in that scenario. She's a veteran. She, she's come through um, so many times in that standpoint, but it was completely broken down and that's what it was. It was a broken play. Um, and you know, it was, it was a broken play that was actually fouled on and, and that the, the proper call was not made. And it, you know, we all know what happens after that. So, I mean, I'm with you. I agree. I think for me, the, the bigger question mark um, is just the fourth quarter as a whole. Deladon gets one, shot attempt that entire fourth quarter, which to me is, is a little more shocking than say just a broken play down the stretch. Um, I think, you know, and, and someone posed the question, this question to me on Twitter, when I, when I made that comment, it was, you know, well, is that a credit to Seattle's defense or is that um, a knock on Deladon? Was she not being as active? Is that, is that on Seattle or play con whatever? To, you know, I think it's probably a little com combination of everything. Um, I just don't think, um, you've got that caliber of player on your team. Um, the ball's got to be in her hands and, and you've got to kind of live and die with her down the stretch. You know, she, she's got She's got to get more than one shot attempt in that fourth quarter. And I don't think there's probably anyone in the world that would disagree with me, but um, to me, that was the more shocking stat once, you know, I, I, I saw it of man, you know, 
<laughs> that fourth quarter was was really difficult. And and on top of that, there were a couple really critical turnovers down the stretch for Washington in that fourth quarter that really shot them in the foot. Now for the game, they did a really good job of taking care of it. They finished the game with only seven, which is great. You know, if, if they keep taking care of the basketball that way for, for a Yeah, but Rachel, Rachel, they had two or zero going into the fourth quarter. They had, I mean, five turnovers in the fourth quarter is almost right. Oh, did the moment get to them? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it definitely, well, and, you know, yeah. you, you have to put together a full 40 minutes, whether or not your shots are falling or not, you know, they, they could go over 16 again tomorrow night or tonight for those of you who are listening to it and, and put together a, a different series of events defensively, taking care of the best ones. And then it's a different outcome. Um, so this game was not completely lost on the three ball. You're right. That fourth quarter and those turnovers were, were detrimental. Um, and like, you know, like you said, completely shot him in the foot. Uh, all right, moving on, moving on to game three. And we're going to do this brief. Cause I think it's simple at this point, honestly, um, for Seattle, I'll make it crystal clear. Don't get lost in the moment. Don't get, you know, if you have jitters, you shove that deep down, hide it somewhere inside of you and forget about it. And you focus on doing what you've done all year. For DC, it's also pretty simple. You talked about it. And, you know, get Elena Dellin on the ball. She's your star. She should be taking more shots. I don't care if you're forcing it up. Now, something I tweeted out that <clears throat> I want fans to pay attention to is, and, and, and honestly, there was an interview with Sue Bird talking about uh, Brianna Stewart telling her to get her legs behind it and really get a little bit more oomph in her shot. And I started to look back. Uh, at Deladon's three-point shots from this game, and then I looked back at her before the injury and just her up in her motion, and it looks like she doesn't have her full range of motion. I don't know, you know, if maybe she was tired, maybe she was saving it for something. I mean, there's a billion things that could go into it. Her her three-point motion just looked off, and it looked to be stemming from the legs. Um, so that's something that's going to be key because she's one of the best three-point shooters in the league, and... You know, if you're shooting 0 for 16 and Chrissy Tolliver is going through a cold streak, you kind of often throughout the season have relied on Deladon. So I, I think the keys are get Deladon the ball. Even if you're even if you put her in a spot and you say Deladon, you know, force up the shot. I don't think that's the worst call at certain points just to get her touches. And then you can get that offensive rebound from Sanders, who's been great with that all season long, and that can be deflating against Seattle. I think D.C. really needs to get into the mental aspect of this game and kind of psych them out. But it's going to come down to hustle points, I think, in game three. I think for me, I agree with you on Seattle. You know, you, you, keep, you keep doing what you're doing. It's not like they're necessarily playing like, you know, game two. They, they were not like gangbusters out there just killing people. You know, Sue Bird had a rough shooting night. Uh, there were different parts, you know, different areas of the game where, where they struggled at times. They finished with 15 turnovers. And so, um, but, but they've been steady and they've been able to kind of withstand runs that have been thrown their way. For Washington... You know, I think the mentality is going to be there. Um, they, they've got to come out aggressive. They've got to come out with that. We've got to punch first mentality. Um, they got to see the ball go through the net early on. Um, so those first few possessions, you know, coming out, not playing on your heels, really being the aggressor, really taking it at them. Um, you got to hope that you can get yourself to the free throw line. You know, winning the free throw battle is going to be so clutch um, in this game on Wednesday night, because, you know, th this game, ultimately, you know, if it's coming down to the wire like this, they've got to get there more. So, you know, they've got to be aggressive um, offensively in terms of where they're getting the ball, um, you know, aggressive when they're crashing, you know, uh, offensive glass, like you, like you talked about rebounding, 
you know, they, like the, they cannot give Seattle that many offense, offensive rebounds or second chance opportunities. It's, it's tough enough as it is to slow them down. And, and you do, you, you, you put together a great um, string of, of, you know, consecutive defensive stops and, and then to, to give up an O board, it's, it's completely deflating. So being able to come up with consecutive stops, being the aggressor, really taking it at them, make Seattle guard you, make them make plays, get yourself to the free throw line. You've got to win the free throw battle. Um, shots are going to fall, you know, shot, shots are going to fall for Washington. I, I, I genuinely feel that way. Um, and, and they've got to continue to take care of the basketball the way they, they have been, um, you know, like, like they did in game two, but you can't have a meltdown in the fourth quarter. Um, with five turnovers or, or whatever the, the stat may be unofficially. Uh, but I, I do, I, I think Washington's um, going to be in a, a right frame of mind. I think they're going to come out the aggressor. I think they're going to do everything that they need to do. And ultimately I think they're going to win this game. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with you. First of all, I want to make uh, one comment because I feel anytime we've been talking about Washington, uh, just based off her play, she needs a shout out to Atkins, just balling out. Amazing. Oh, carrying this team. He's tremendous. Oh my Oh, yeah, and, and and I just feel like the way she's played, whether or not they're able to pull off a victory or even, you know, get one win in this series, she deserves all the credit in the world. And all, and also, I'm just going to say this, if somehow DC pulls off this win, uh, unless something ridiculous happens, I'm voting Atkins for finals MVP. Just putting it there. But back to the predictions. You, th- you think that's too crazy? <laughs> no, not at all. Why not? All right. It's been great. Um, yeah. Uh, moving on to predictions, um, I'm torn, Rachel. And, uh, and the reason I'm torn is because when we started this series, I said Storm sweep or it goes to five and uh, Storm lose in five. Because I think if it goes to five, as ridiculous as it sounds uh, for the Storm to be at home and lose the game five, I think that mental aspect would really doom them. But now I'm second-guessing myself because I agree with you. In the moment right now, I'm, I believe D.C. is going to pull off the victory uh, in Game 3 at Eagle Bank Arena. But I don't. I, I, think, uh, I think Seattle pulls off the Game 4. I, that's just what I'm feeling right now. So I'm going to agree with you. But I think D.C. is going to pull off like a 10-point a or a 9-point win um, tomorrow or today, depending on when you're listening to it. Is that, is that too wild? No, I don't think so. I think it'll be a pretty convincing victory by Washington. And I don't mean like – I just think they're, they're going to be flowing a little more offensively. They're going to be playing a little more confident. They're going to be um, offensively kind of that Washington team that we have seen them um, be. I'm not saying they're going to go hang 100, but they might be up there. You know, they, they, they might break 90 um, in terms of just kind of what they're able to do, um, at least up in the 80s. If they can get it up to, you know, 85, I think they'll win this game. I agree with you. Hey, this has been the WNBA Insider Show with my amazing co-host, Rachel Galligan. I'm R.A. Schwartz. Each week, each episode, different important topics to the WNBA.